war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, at 12.06, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. On this uh, very sunny, welcome to December, folks, Thursday, and it is, uh, without question, it is a different day. It is a different day in the ocean state now that I'm going to talk about it. I was uh, out and about this morning, as many of you know, that uh, so cannabis, recreational marijuana, as they call it, is now available in Rhode Island. Sales are brisk. They are open for business. One thing I'll say about the different operators who um, are now in the business, it is um, it is no small feat. And it's actually, in many ways to me, it's a major accomplishment in the state that they were able to navigate around all the various forms of corruption and actually manage to pull it off. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it, um, but it is... Um, Without question, I'll tell you, it's, so I, I stopped by two of them. There are, I'm, I'm going to miss the one for Portsmouth for now, but just to give it a feel for it. No, I didn't purchase anything, but it is, um, it's like a party atmosphere in there. And it is, um, it is now, it's, it's definitely a generational thing. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it, but I know that the one on Jefferson Boulevard, that, that, well, first of all, they were all open very, very early. And um, it is now legal in the ocean state. There's no reason that people need to drive to Massachusetts because, by and large, I mean, a lot of people have, in fact, just been driving to Massachusetts in and, um, and the state. I, I know that I, I'm going to explain. I know Governor McKee is is they were all talking about all the tax revenue, but there's definitely some downsides to it. And, you know, that part is is always left out of the equation. Um, the governor, I, I still just, I find the uh, the actions of, of, of Governor McKee, um, you know, listen, this is, this is what it's going to be like over the next four years as he has his full term, four-year term, and things are definitely drastically going to change uh, with the economy. Now, we're just signing on. I want to welcome everybody tuning in. We've been doing some Facebook Lives this morning because, and, and by the way, when I was at the Pawtucket location, which is Mother Earth, Joe and Eddie, who I know from KCCNE Kitchen and Countertop, what a fantastic job they did with that. And then we, I, um, also stopped in Providence at the Slater Center. So let me say the noon report live is uh, we're just coming on Facebook. So and it is. um, So I'm going to tell you about both of them. But what I I did notice is just it is it is not easy. Good afternoon, everybody uh, tuning in for our, our noon report on Facebook. Please share that you are watching, folks. It is December. We have our metrics that we have to hit regarding Facebook and stars and share that you are watching. People like the experience. It can be very interactive. We'll, um, we'll talk about that. But, folks, I also want to remind you that PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, what a fan. You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. 
The Woonsocket High School Music Department will hold their annual holiday concert on Thursday evening, December 8th at 7 p.m. The concert will be held at the high school auditorium. Concert attendees will be treated to holiday selections performed by the chorus, concert band, and jazz band. Don't miss this wonderful holiday event. The talents of our young musicians will be sure to set you in the holiday spirit. Advanced tickets currently on sale at the high school. Advanced tickets only $5. Tickets will also be available at the door at $7. Children under 10 free. Proper dress required. Thank you for your continued support of music in Woonsocket Public Schools. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. And all you do is if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes, and then on the left-hand side, you'll see click on Listen Live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people. Okay, there we go. South. Sorry. Um, maybe they go skiing. I, th- I think we're having a. a, a, a okay, Jr. I think we should be good. We had a minor problem. I'm not sure why. Um, we were okay. We're good to go. All right. Now, what is this? Uh, yeah, I, I was live. I don't know what they're talking about. I said we're going live. All right. JR, sorry about that. For some reason, folks, um, we disconnected with the radio, but we're back. You know, it's tough when one gets onto a tangent. I don't know why all of a sudden it disconnected. But anyhow, but that is different. And then the um, so then I stopped at Slater Compassion Center in Providence. Now, they the Pawtucket location of Mother Earth. Now, again, I I did. I walked in and I want to it's it's all legal. There's no one using any of the products there. So there's security. There's all regulations. Um, I I, I did a a walking tour. It's it's all legal now. It's changed. So now so that was um, what's different about the Mother Earth location in Pawtucket, which is right next to Casey's. C&E is um, I don't believe I, I'm not maybe they were I didn't I don't I'm not sure if they were doing card holders there are people that have been going to these places and and obtaining whatever you want to call it I'm not going to argue with that cannabis or marijuana weed pot whatever people want to call it diesel I think you people know there's different terms there's also alcohol booze Whatever people want to talk about. But the Slater location, that's the only one in Providence. There's also one in Central Falls. I have not ventured there yet. And then there's one at Jefferson Boulevard in Warwick. And then there's also one on the East Bay. There's one or two in Portsmouth, Middletown. I I know there's definitely one in Portsmouth. So, But the one in Slater, that's interesting. They have three-lane drive-through. Three-lane drive-through. So I think that's interesting because as much as the 
So they're very different. The one in Pawtucket, Mother Earth, Joe and Eddie. I'm actually happy for those guys. I've known them for years. They did our kitchen. Uh, they've been a sponsor of mine at different times. I'm just, I mean, they ventured into this. This is not an easy business to get into, to say it, put it mildly, let alone in Rhode Island. So there's, you walk in and it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, grabs your eye and it's all, everything is absolutely, what a showroom and brand new. But the Slater one, now, I, I didn't see those in the drive-thru. So, uh, but I, as I was saying to those people, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, when's the last time you actually went inside of a Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, most people just now use the drive-thru for Dunkin' Donuts. Most people, because of COVID, use the drive-thru for, for fast food. But anyhow, folks, it is it is now legal in Rhode Island. It is up and running. No, I didn't take any samples or anything like that. Uh, but there, there was no shortage of people there. This is just... The state has turned a different corner, has turned a different corner. And I also fully recognize that once a neighboring state like Massachusetts, right? I mean, right next door had it. Um, it was really just a matter of time. But I, I still believe at some point, you know, we're still talking about Rhode Island. There'll be some corruption involved uh, with this with this whole thing. And, and as far as I mean, on the state level, on the state level, because there's so much money seemingly to be made. It's also interesting that Governor McKee decided first of the month. So all these people that got their first of the month money, I'm willing to bet that they are lining up and, and going. So so that is, again, you can see the video. I want to talk about what happened last night, though, at the Rhode Island State House. And folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. So I had a busy couple of days. And I want to remind people that at Med Urgent Care, now, right now, believe it or not, a lot of emergency rooms, because they're so inundated, Rhode Islanders are being told not to go to emergency rooms. One thing that people are being told not to do, do you know they're now telling people don't come here if you're in a car accident? It, I, I know it's ridiculous. Our health care system in Rhode Island, and partly it has to do with Ramundo, by the way, but it, it's not your imagination. It's tragic. It's imploding. So, but if you have an emergency, so I went by AtMed Urgent Care, the Johnston location, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and they had a pretty good crowd in the waiting room. But for flu, for vaccinations, you can go there. And again, if someone is in a car accident, a lot of emergency rooms are no, I know that sounds crazy, are no longer taking patients. At Med Urgent Care will. Folks, I am telling you, At Med Urgent Care, I have visited both locations, Atwood Avenue and Johnston, and then also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. They, both times I've gone, and this goes back, you know, I first went to the East Greenwich location the summer of 2020, but they saw me in less than 30 minutes. They have doctors, they have nurses, they're open seven days a week. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. And now they will treat people that are in a car accident because apparently the emergency hospital emergency rooms are telling people they won't take people from car accidents anymore. It is if it sounds ridiculous, it's because it is ridiculous. At AtMed Urgent Care, that's where I would go. If right now someone told me they were hurt at work or they need an adult vaccination or laboratory services, work-related injuries, walk-in routine urgent care. Sometimes people just need stitches of some kind. 
I would recommend at Med Urgent Care. Two locations right there in Johnston, in the Atwood Medical Center. You can't miss the sign at Med AT Med Urgent Care. And also, you can also find them in East Greenwich right across from Felicia's. So, folks, good afternoon. It's a, it's a different state. It is. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and I know it's kind of a sign at the times that cannabis is now legal. But um, I, I, I just really question Governor McKee and what, what is Rhode Island going to look like after his first four years in office? Now, the situation with the emergency room, it's 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 a problem. It is it's a major problem. And there's a good story in the Boston Globe. The outgoing Care New England CEO, I just wanted to make mention of this. Someone had pointed it out to me. He did an interview, James Finale, outgoing president CEO of Care New England. And one of the things he mentioned. Uh, it's not lost on them, the situation of, of our health care system right now in, in Rhode Island. And it's also a problem that a lot of people, and I don't mean, but are, are going to Massachusetts and Connecticut when they have problems. But they mentioned in the Boston Globe story, Lifespan, the largest system in the state, launched. And um, they this had to do with they, they were looking to do the merger. Care New England reported a $60 million loss working on a turnaround in order for Boston-based Partners Healthcare, now it's Mass General, to acquire it flush with cash. Lifespan, the largest system in the state, launched an opposition campaign against the deal. Former Governor Raimondo stepped in, asking for a, quote, in-state solution. Partners backed out. Finale said he thought Raimondo, now President Biden's Commerce Secretary, quote, overstepped. I think a major regret for Care New England is why couldn't we get the partners deal done? It was a political situation that ended it. But our people are incredibly resilient. They didn't sit, cry in the soup for a long time about it. Care New England moved on, began working on an in-state solution merging with Lifespan. Together, the two healthcare systems would control 80% of the hospital beds in Rhode Island. Brown University committed a minimum. $125 $125 million to make it happen. The merged entity would have been the largest employer in the state, which executives said was the only solution to the financial woes affecting both health care systems. Earlier this year, the deal was blocked by state and federal regulators, which said a single health care system of that size would not be good for patients or employees. Well, the question is, is that a good situation for everybody right now. It's not between the flu and COVID. It is it is not a healthy situation right now uh, that exists. And someone had sent me a very good point. Think of that, how 28 million was wasted on the application, which was rejected on antitrust grounds. 28 million wasted. Ramundo forcing the merger attempt with lifespan. Unlike the truck tolls, no one's appealing the hospital decision. Partners, Mass General, could have helped. Rhode Island could use a hospital and ER in the Blackstone Valley. That's right. Instead of practically everything going to Providence. You know, that that's all accurate. That is all accurate, as a matter of fact. But you don't hear anyone 
talking about that, right? You don't hear um, anyone kind of, right now, I don't hear any type of solutions of, of what, what should be done. Someone else sent me, are the illegals told not to go to the emergency room? Well, the illegals are basically told they can, they can do whatever they want. So no one, I don't hear of anyone that is guiding the illegals to a, a general practitioner, a doctor. The illegals, since they have come to Rhode Island, they've they've always gone right to the emergency room. No one seems seemingly discourages them from going to the emergency room. So we have a problem in a situation where people that went like you think how ridiculous this is. And I want to just make the point here before I talk about what happened at the state house last night at twelve twenty five. Think think how ridiculous this is right now that. The McKee people are instructing Rhode Islanders, if you have an emergency room, have an emergency, don't go to the emergency room. I, I just want to, you know, point out how, how ludicrous that is. I mean, there, there are individuals that have never been to an emergency room. You have people that have never spent a day in the hospital, never been a sick, sick a day in their life. Now they're older. Something happens. They have a stroke, a heart attack. So the one time that they have to go to the emergency room at the hospital and they're overflowing to the gills with people who don't have health insurance, who don't go to see their normal doctor, and people who don't speak English because they have come here from a foreign land. And obviously they have no health insurance. They have no general practitioner. Folks, more and more... And I'm not trying to preach here because I want to talk about last night. But more and more, it, it is, you know, they say crime doesn't pay. But what Governor McKee and the people at the State House they don't realize is more and more the people that follow the rules, right? And I'm talking to you right now, whether you're on AM 1380 or, by the way, <coughs> when I was in Providence this morning leaving, Slater, right to the post office. Boy, the 99, the FM came in crystal clear, 99.9 FM. If you're up around the State House area and or around that area of Providence, and when I was leaving the Pawtucket location, the dispensary there, whatever we're calling it now, where they legalized recreational weed, Mother Earth, the 99.9 came in so clear. It's awesome. Um but we're, we're finding that people that follow the rules and people that hold a job and they save and purchase a home and they want to take care of their home and they have health insurance and you have car insurance and you abide by the law and you contribute to the society and the state that, that more and more that those individuals, the good, the good citizens, if you will, the people that play by the rules are, are penalized. There's no other way to describe it. Everything is for the people who don't contribute and don't follow the rules. Now, I'm going to talk about what happened last night because there's a lot to be learned from that. 
But first, folks, uh, this portion of the John DePietro show, you know, it's not every day that you are given a free consultation to make sure your financial plan is sound. But that's what you can do with our guy, Tom Bryan. I call him the Belichick of financial advisors. Ameriprise Financial. Sound advice. This is all about you. This is all about taking advantage of a free consultation. Carving out some time. Starts with the phone call at 401-434-1510. Sit down with an expert. Hear him out. Lay out. See what he says about getting things in motion for you. You know, how many stories do we hear of people who... They didn't they weren't on sound footing or they were with the wrong type of individual. And we're there, you know, then now their finances are in ruins. You're not gonna have that. This is something you do for yourself. An Ameriprise financial advisor, Tom Bryan, they he will work with you one on one, help you attain your goals, and most importantly, plan and a path. To obtain and obtain your goals. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Free consultation. Call today. Office is located 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence. It's Ameriprise Financial Advisor. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1230. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. We will be doing Cranston PD Live. That's tonight at 6. We ride along with the police, the streets of Cranston. Should be a busy night now that weed is legal. 420. I, I'm surprised, Rhode Island, that it isn't a holiday. Um, it felt like a holiday inside the different, both the Pawtucket location and the Providence with all the balloons and, and everything else. And by the way, I also want to just mention they are... You know, it is a very expensive endeavor. I'm not saying that they are printing money. Uh, if anything, you know, the state is is really charging them um, high fees for that. But this afternoon, today, this weekend, um, anyone that was planning on getting things done, good good luck. Because now they don't have to drive to Massachusetts. They don't have to find whoever has it. It is right down the street. Folks, but check it out. We'll have the video up on the website, dipetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Burke's Martial Arts. Self-defense, fitness, martial arts. If you know Jake Burke, he's the real deal. He is like special forces. There's a link on the website right to his site. 880 Eddy Street in Providence, right off of 95, right down the street from the hospitals. Burke's Martial Arts. Well, there's also, that's atomic kickboxing. So whether it's martial arts, self-defense, fitness, Burke's Martial Arts. So last night, Governor McKee was doing the tree lighting. And right now, they're seemingly, and with the media, there's a big focus on the homeless. But you can't live in a bubble. And you have to look at the homeless situation in other states and get a little bit of a barometer of where we are here. So they have been camping out at the state house, and I did post the video. I went up and wanted to talk to some of the people. I ended up with like kind of the lead advocate who was, he's very knowledgeable, Brandon. He has an apartment. He's sleeping out there. I think, I, I don't know what the real numbers are. Some people in the media float out, 
500 homeless people. Supposedly all of the shelters are full. But as I stated, I think more needs to be done to identify who are these individuals? Who are we really talking about? And a big part of this, you know, some people say, oh, this is all people with drugs and alcohol problems. Not all of them. Not all of them. That's part of it. It certainly doesn't help the situation. But so last night, Governor McKee was doing the tree lighting. And then you have these people that are sleeping out. And they're making all these demands that they want for it. What, what it really comes down to is they want free housing. I, want, I repeat that. They want free housing. And so there are some people out there, they're not doing it. So Governor McKee makes the mistake and invites them in. I think they fed them, invited them in. I, I want to, I, maybe, maybe I haven't stressed this enough. Many of these individuals that are there, they're actually not homeless. They're advocates for the homeless. If you're involved with, quote, the homeless problem, it's a, it's a growing sector and economy in Rhode Island. I repeat, there are people making money off of, quote, the homeless problem. A very good example of how political this has become was last November, December, when Matt Brown and Cynthia Mendez, Senator Mendez, were running for office. Well, they were right there, right? And Harrison Tuttle and Black Lives Matter. And oh, oh last November, December, huge deal. This, where are they this year? See, they're not there because they're not running for office. So Governor McKee invites them in, and then everyone's surprised that as the, I think they were from the Cranston East Choir or whatever, are singing, that the homeless advocates interrupted them. And the homeless advocates are yelling at Santa Claus. And the homeless advocates are yelling at McKee, where's my house? You made a promise. Give me, give me, give me. Now, there's a lot to draw from this. <clears throat> As I have stated, is there anyone that believes if, if, if see, the, ho- if the moment someone says they're homeless, they feel they're in a position that they can't be criticized, much like people who proclaim themselves a victim. Saying you're homeless almost makes you a victim and you're not to be criticized in any way. As I am often criticized because I question a lot of these people. This notion that you and we have to do more, these poor people and nowhere to go, and they just want to, that, that some, some of this nonsense of just open up buildings for them. What if they fall? What if there's a fight? What if there is an assault? What if there is some kind of sexual sexual assault? You can't just open buildings to people. And then, you know, somebody, they, they, a lot of them have animals. And then people get bit. And a lot of them are drinking and they're taking drugs. And th- this notion that just open up, open up the dunk to them, open up to... You know, you, you don't have... It's not like the water is rising and blanking Noah, Noah's Ark here. We're not talking about a hurricane where people have to abandon their homes and go to safe ground. So many of these people, they are, 
they're finding more, they're being enabled. They're being enabled to live outside. And they, they're, companies are donating, and some of these progressive causes, they're donating expensive tents. And as I've talked about, May through October, these people are fine. But, like, where do they get off as soon as it starts getting cold? Hey, you got to give me a place to sleep. Imagine that grown adults yelling at McKee. Where's my house? Where's my, you promised me. Pro, you made a promise. Where's my, hey, Santa Claus, where are you bringing me a free? Hey, why don't you, none of them work. None of them work. Governor McKee let them in. Have you ever seen anything so spineless? If one of those people were wearing a red Make America Great Again hat, do you think they would have been allowed in? This is such nonsense. This bit, we demand, we want this, we want that. Yeah, why don't you get a blank? None of them are working. <coughs> and you know what? If you're not housed anywhere, I can imagine it would be very difficult to work and get there on time and everything else. <sighs> Last spring, how many people you're listing right now, you, you, you're leaving your apartment. The countdown is on. There are students that the semester's ending. They have to leave the dorm. What do they do? What do adults do? They have to, where am I going to move to next? This whole notion that McKee, though, they're taking the bait. You have to find me a job. You have to find me a place to live. You have to find me a warm, safe place to sleep. You have to get me the drugs that I need. You need to get, like, what, what is this? I repeat, if there are individuals that want to live off the grid, and there are people like that, by the way. I'm going to live out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to live off the land. A <clears throat> couple trips into town once in a while to get what I need. But the, these individuals, the people that were there last night, that, that's not them. They have a list of demands that we are supposed to handle and take care of. And the more that you handle that, the more that you cater to that, the larger the group is going to get. You know, if you notice, as someone reminded me, look at Crossroads Rhode Island 20 years ago to now. The CEO of Crossroads makes, I think she's paid $250,000 a year. A lot of this, the Catholic Church used to volunteer and do this stuff for free. Homelessness has become elements of it. It's it's a business now. It's, it's a growing business. They tell more people to apply for EBT cards. They have more of these free showers that go out there, free dental, free health care, free food, just need a place to stay until they can be moved into permanent free housing. And I get it. There's a long list of people in Section 8 housing and everything. But you, you have to look at I I want to be very, I don't think it should be allowed. I don't. I don't, I don't claim to have all the answer, but if you look at the people, there are people, and I mentioned them, that studied the problem out in California. They, they said this, that the problem really ramped up 
after um, the housing crisis when you had all these kids that did the the sleep out, the protest against Wall Street. Locally, they were Burnside Park, but they were literally down in New York. And when the summer was over, these kids gave their very expensive sleeping bags to the homeless. And now, if you notice, last night when I, well, not last night, Tuesday night when I was at the State House, the advocate, Brandon, who I talked to, who, again, he's very knowledgeable, he's polite, we had a nice conversation, but he said all these tents were donated. They're all nice camping tents. <clears throat> the moment you allow these people to, quote, live outside May through October, you're, you're setting up the problem that's going to be arriving at your doorstep November, December, January, February. This, it's, it's no longer temporary. These people permanently want to, in, in California, in San Francisco, it's not temporary. They're permanently living as homeless people. And what's happening? There's more gift cards for clothing, for food, for government services, for free showers, for free dentists, for free haircuts. There's there's more and more tangible things that enable them and allow them. And now there's going to be more drugs available. Uh, Governor McKee, so... They allowed them in, like by feeding them and welcome in, like that was going to shut them up. I'm not surprised they started yelling and chanting because they don't care. They're they're one minded. They're advocates. Somebody dressed up as Jesus and Mary and all this other stuff. But the element of yelling adults, where's my free house? Where's my free food? What, as I've said, how many people listening right now, did someone get you a job? Did someone say to you, here's a free house. Here's a free car. We're, we're getting more and more individuals. And it's the danger to me is the elected officials that are catering to it. <laughs> I mean, there's no bigger idiocy than Alorza is now giving Slave reparations. He's giving money each month to white residents of Providence. I mean, that that is just that is the system is just going off the rails at this point. First, it was bad enough when they started giving it a slave ship pulled up to Newport in 1695. So we're going to give monthly money to people who are people of color live in Providence. That was bad enough. Now he's extending it to Native Americans and people who are white. (laughs) What is the point here? They don't. Here's the problem. They become and it's they become reliant on it. You start giving someone for the next year or two years. We're going to give give you not earn whatever you want to spend the money on his six hundred dollars a month. They don't, most people, they don't say, okay, but, it, you know, it's going to end, so I better line up some kind of work or whatever in order to make up for the shortfall. They don't think that way. It starts to become dependent. I'm going to get that money each month. So how far are we going to push this now? Free housing, 
free food, right? They always talk about the kids. They always talk about the children. Um, what, what I, I, I come back to, we're going down a very dangerous slope here. And McKee, he didn't know what to do. He and his people, they have bungled it. As I've said, they shouldn't be allowed to be camping out at the state house. And I'll tell you why. And I know people can say it's public property and blah, blah, blah. Because the bottom line is they're selective with who they would allow to camp out there. That's why. The people that are advocating for it, if a group of, and the perfect example is the MAGA crowd. If they were a group of Trump supporters, state police would kick them out right away. Capitol police would, well, could might be an insurrection. Looks like a homeless insurrection at the state house to me. They're making up the rules as they go along. Selective enforcement. They're not enabling these individuals. When you bring and welcome in all these foreigners, whether they're from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Colombia, we don't get a lot of the Mexicans. The Mexicans tend to seemingly stay in Arizona and um, in Texas. But Rhode Island, we get, it's a direct pipeline from Guatemala. We, um, they, they, they're just bringing them here, and then they're supposedly like left to to do whatever, fend for themselves. Pantries are full, shelters are full, emergency rooms overflowing. It it, it sounds like third world problems. It does, and. Governor McKee last night, that, 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 what was the point of that? You know, I, I was, and the group that I brought with me, we were roundly criticized by people. Elected officials, when we went to the Chafee Christmas tree lighting, because he wouldn't call it a Christmas tree, and we started singing, oh, Christmas tree, when they lit the Christmas tree. And different people spoke out, you interrupted the children, you and your mean followers, and blah, blah, blah. And we packed the place. Notice a group of, quote, homeless advocates, far more rude than we were, just start chanting. At least we were singing a song, and it was packed. They interrupted the choir that was singing. And not one elected official will speak out. Not one person at the Rhode Island State House will say, what are, what are these people doing here? But they don't belong there. You have to find me a place to What do you mean we have to find you a place to live? Wrong. No, it's not about that. That's not what this country is. We, we are capitalism. If you make money, you keep it. And we, we, we're not putting everybody on the dole. We have socialists among us that want to live that life. And we're supposed to all go along with it. I wouldn't allow it. Either you're going to let everybody camp out at the state house, which I don't think you should, or you're not going to let anybody. It looks shabby. It looks like a shanty village. It looks bad. Those people last year you know, all these bleeding hearts, open it up, just open up a building. Last year, they let them in the Nilo Hotel. They were going in people's yards. They were breaking into people's homes. They were staying up till all hours of the night. They were walking back and forth to the Cumberland Farms in Warwick, right near the Nilo Hotel. 
they would go into the food court at Warwick Mall. And as the all the homeless, uh, the layabouts, as they were walking into the Warwick Mall, they were seeing on all of the fast food places in the food court. What do you think they were seeing? Signs that said, help on it. We need whatever. Uh, none of them were filling out job applications. They didn't have to. They were living it up at the hotel. They had the RBT card, some kind of disability, certain amount of money a month. They get a voucher for clothing. They buy booze. They get drugs. They go back and forth to the Cumberland Farms. I, I don't blame the people that lived in that neighborhood. Why should they, you know, they had people eyeing the children at the bus stops. The whole narrative, how can you talk that way about, you know, um, last year I was criticized. How dare you call it the homeless hotel? Don't you have a heart? Don't you understand? What? All right, so they're staying there. Could it, could it be any closer? You walk across the street, you're at the Warwick Mall. Okay, so you have limited skills, and you see a help wanted sign. Huh, hey, I saw that. Yeah, we need a dishwasher. Well, I'm staying right across the street. Great. Uh, can you come in tomorrow? Sure. Boom, now you have a paying job. Now you're not just smoking cigarettes and walking around all day. By the way, do you know? Think how expensive cigarettes are. But no one, no one locally, they're not, they're not talking that way. You know, I was interviewing the neighbors last year outside the Nilo Hotel in Warwick. And the crossroads people, how dare you? That one, that, how hateful. Don't you understand? These people are victims. Everyone should just open up buildings, let them go in. <clears throat> Who's going to clean it? What if they OD? A lot of those people, they're not the healthiest individuals. They, you know, vomit. They get ill. They, hygiene is questionable. A lot of times when they're drinking, taking drugs, they don't make the best decisions. There's fights. There's always fights. You go to some of these places with a homeless camp, there's fights. There's sexual assault. People passed out. Drugs or alcohol. They're capable of holding a job. Open up buildings. Where, where does this end? Governor McKee is not improving the situation. He he is now. He never should have made that promise. He never should have made that promise. It shouldn't be allowed. You're on private property. You can't do that. Why don't a bunch of you pull your money and you can live somewhere? I get that there should be more low-income housing. But as I've talked about, the illegals take up all the low-income housing. And they, they live 10 and ten and 12 in an apartment. And, and I don't mean like one apartment. I mean like a three-bedroom apartment. If you go off of Academy Avenue or into Oneyville and you have two three-bedroom apartments and they have, you know, 10 family members living there. And they work, though. The illegals work. I'll give them that. They're not paying taxes on it. Something else that someone had pointed out to me, of all the homeless in Los Angeles, there's 70,000 homeless people in downtown Los Angeles. None of them are Asian. None of them are Pakistani. How about that? 
none of the homeless in Rhode Island um, speak a foreign language. They're all, they're local. They're local. I'm not knocking the illegals on that. They work. They're working. They work a lot. They don't have time for this nonsense. If those people last night had jobs, they wouldn't have had time to go crash the tree lighting ceremony. Something is breaking down. All of those individuals, and I I don't know where the ball falls. I don't. Whether it's the governor's office or who falls undue. But all of those people should be directed to jobs. Should be. Earning money. Earning their keep. Being productive members of society. Because all they do is take. All they do is take. What's for me? Everything free. I'm going to vote for who's ever going to give me free things. And what we're supposed to pay for it all. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Thursday is brought to you by Propane Plus. Now listen, if you use propane, call Propane Plus today in Rhode Island. Heating and cooling, 401 885 4209 in massachusetts 508 252 3359 propane plus three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery they offer online billing schedule service delivery at the click of a button you can depend on propane plus call them today now they also have a very user-friendly website and it's easy it's blue and yellow You type in your zip code, it says residential commercial, and it takes you right where you need to be, propaneplus.com, P-R-O-P-A-N-E plus.com, propaneplus.com, always there for you. In Rhode Island, call them, 401-885-4209. Well, folks, it's 1254. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380. And 99.9 FM. No, I don't think, you know, I don't think the, um, the word, you know, the state's not going to hell in a handbasket because cannabis is becoming legal. Uh, I, I think our problems are far more deep rooted. Now, I'm also seeing, I didn't, um, I haven't seen this or read about this yet. Alex Jones hosts Kanye and Nick Fuentes. Who said, I see good things about Hitler? That's interesting. Uh, um, They will not. Wow. Simon Cowell. Hmm. Uh, Review. Will Smith, Brutal Slave Epic is a B-movie with delusions of grandeur. Emancipation. Will Hollywood ever forgive the slap? The answer is no. That movie is going to bomb. And it's it's less to do to me about it could be a very good film. People are just not going to the, the movies anymore. People are not going. When they first started creating film, you, you didn't have Netflix. You didn't have HBO. You didn't have Showtime. <clears throat> There's no reason to rush through all that stuff now. If The Godfather were going to be made today, you don't need to do a three-hour movie. The Godfather could have been... Part C, season one is 10 parts. There's no reason to rush through everything anymore. So, all right, well, that's that's where I, I, I am still telling you there's nothing good about this for, for President Trump. Nothing good that he had dinner with those guys. Zero. So, the fact 
and he still won't. I don't know why he won't apologize. They're now they're right where they should be, which is with Alex Jones. Kanye and Alex Jones. He's wearing like a mask. I see good things about Hitler. Every human has something of value they brought to the table, especially he is wearing a black mask. <laughs> Again, the, the problem with this is this is who President Trump had dinner with. All right, I'll listen to it turn the, the one o'clock news. I'm not going to just play it raw because I don't know what the language is. I'm not sure why he's wearing a black ski mask. That's an interesting look. Maybe there's something wrong with him. Uh, Providence offers reparations to address racism. White people can apply. (laughs) Says it all, isn't it? Alex Jones is now noting Kanye has a little bit of a Hitler fetish going on. Huh. Watching Alex Jones trying to keep things in the vicinity of the rails is bananas. Laura Loomer phoned, another nutcase. Laura Loomer just called in and said, Yee says when asked how they know each other, Laura contacted me. She has concerns about Milo running his campaign. Uh, Alex Jones, the voice of reason. That's actually, that's pretty funny. That is who is uh, keeping things on track. Why um, Providence offers reparations to address racism. So the Washington Post has a story. I I did write about this on DePetro.com. Boy, that makes sense. The city's attempting to rectify its history of discrimination against blacks and Native American people through reparations. But half of the white residents could qualify. I see. And why are we doing this? Well, there was a slave ship in Newport in 1695. Oh, Oh, well, my goodness. Start writing out the checks then. Hmm. Uh, Kanye West is telling random anti-Semitic jokes about Ben Shapiro. Kanye West, the Jewish media has made us feel like the Nazis and Hitler have never offered anything of value to the world. Kanye West on the Nazis. They did good things, too. We have to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. I, I... why is this important? Go to the answer I mentioned earlier. Because President Trump had dinner with them. Let's see. Alex Jones is trying to close the segment. Kanye keeps interrupting him with the Netanyahu voice and waving the net. According. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Well, there's a Vermont person they're looking for in that Massachusetts double homicide. Kanye is holding up a net of some kind, doing a high-pitched voice to mimic Benjamin Netanyahu. Hmm. Nick Fuentes and Kanye West are now discussing whether pedophilia is allowed on the Alex Jones show. WNRI Winsocket. 